T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. I'm hanging out with Dr. Jason Jones. Dr. Jason Jones, what is shaking? How's it going? Thanks so much oh, for man, being on the Oh man, it's a good day, show. Tony. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. It's been a little bit, um, you know, just been, uh, you know, taking a lot of naps and, uh, you know, taking your advice, get some more sleep, get my gut straight. Um, so, you know, uh, living the dream, man. Well, anytime you got a nap involved, you're, you're living the dream. So maybe we'll have to dig into that a little bit as well, how you fit that into a day and such. But, you know, <laughs> tell the listeners who don't know you. And, and if you don't, if, if my listeners don't know you, they're doing it wrong. Because I've been on your podcast, and, and they should have listened to that and, uh, and learned some stuff from you. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your podcast and how you got started with that, and then why you even got started in health stuff at all. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, so Dr. Jason Jones, my traditional training uh, is that I'm a chiropractor, but before I did that, uh, I was a uh, certified athletic trainer. That was my undergraduate degree. Ah, and um, I, I transitioned out of that because uh, my parents were restaurant owners for 18 years. Um, and if you've ever worked in a restaurant, um, just imagine laying on the ground and somebody kicking you, uh, you know, repeatedly, repeatedly. Uh, all day long. I, I've worked uh, in multiple restaurants for many years as a, as a younger guy. And my wife and I decided that we weren't going to have kids unless they were forced to work in a restaurant for at least a period of time just to experience that and to understand how to treat somebody who's a waiter and stuff like that and just be, you yes. know, just know what that's like. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, because I know people say, you know, tip 15%. I'm like, if you're terrible, I'm going to give you 15%. Right, right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, I, but hopefully a whole heck of a lot more than that. Yeah, but if, I, if I'm giving you 15%, I probably punched you in the neck too. Pro yeah, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. <laughs> or maybe at least a scissor kick or something right, like that. Right, something. Yeah. So it, it beat my mom up really bad, you know, and she tried like everything under the sun, moon, stars. She was that person that lived off of BC powders and, you know, every medical intervention, you know, nothing worked. And somebody said, well, you should go see a chiropractor. And then, you know, she said the same thing. We all say when you come from a really small town in South Alabama is like, well, what's that? Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, she she went to see one only person that could help her. Um, and I was like, I got to check this out. This, this kind of seems interesting. So I went, you know, I went and followed the lady around, kind of shattered her, um, and then decided, well, I'm changing gears in my life. I'm going to, I'm going to move a thousand miles away from home and, and go to school. And I did that and got out and that was uh, 20 years ago. Uh, so I've been in private practice ever since. Uh, but then back in 2015, I decided I'm like, this podcast thing seems kind of cool. You know, how can I get my voice out there with kind of low barrier to entry right. uh, with a little bit of equipment and uh, maybe teach some people something. And, you know, if I help one person, heck, that's totally worth it, you know? And uh, plus I like talking anyway. So here we go. Um, and that's what we did. And we started out as healthy families made easy transition that after a couple of years to health made easy. And of course being healthy is not easy, um, but it can be simplified down um, and it can be, um, uh, less complicated than most people make it to be. So that's sort of the purpose of my podcast, Health Made Easy, is to, you know, take complex topics and, and kind of massage them down to what are the basic steps that people need to do 
to start the health transformation journey um, that they're, that basically all of us are on. We're either transforming into disease or we're transforming into health. Um, there is no stagnation. There is no same. Um, you know, we're just at sort of in this ebb and flow. And I like to kind of push people in the right direction. So that's that's me. That's who I am. I'm, uh, you know, married for 23 years, got two great kids, 20 and 17, uh, and just loving life. Wow, that's fun. And, and with the kids and, and with your focus on health, you know, even starting 20 years ago, how did that go with the kids? Did you did you incorporate that into your family or was it uh, you took 100%. care of you and they were eating Cheetos and... Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, we, we gave them a lot of latitude, you know what I mean? And they, and they, you know, and they indulge, you know, here and there, but they really uh, do quite well. I mean, my daughter is 17. She's like into CrossFit. My son is a collegiate swimmer, um, very much into health. He's following my footsteps, going to be a chiropractor. But I mean, we used to get calls from the uh, daycare and they said, you got to come get your kid talking about my son, you know, he's orange, you know? And I'm like, what do you mean orange? Like he is orange. So we, we, we juiced a ton back then, you know, so we're big into uh-huh. juicing like carrots, anything orange he likes. So we just let him have it. So his, he turned orange and my wife is half Thai. So he's already dark skinned, you know, <laughs> and uh, he, he would be orange. I'm like, I'm like, well, just like, just put him outside in the sun. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. And we used to, we used to take uh, like, like liver, you know, and like, put it into like burgers and all these kinds of crazy right. things I'm and, on that now. You know, yeah, that's... vegetables and we'd grind it all up. We put it in there and they go, dad, these are the best burgers I ever had in my life. I'm like, you have no idea what you're eating. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they sure are. Um, and like, we never corrected them. You know, if we, if we were having salmon for dinner, you know, and they were like, dad, we love this chicken. You're like, yeah, me too. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, we just got to let them do their thing and like really expanded their palates, you know, big time. So I grew up in a household where there wasn't like options. You know, you just, you ate what mama put on the table and that was kind of it. And we sort of took that same thing, but they didn't know any difference. So it, it worked out actually quite well. Yeah. You know, when we were sending the, our boy to daycare in, in LA, um, when he was, you know, three or something like that, and we'd send the food with him, you know, they supplied food, but we wanted him to eat real food and he would have vegetables in his lunch every day. And one of the moms told me one time, you know, uh, and my son's name is Jackson. One of the moms told me, she's like, you know, I was cooking vegetables the other day and I had them on the plate and my daughter was like, oh, those are for Jack's because she didn't, she had never (laughs) seen a vegetable before unless it was, you know, her friend at daycare eating broccoli and such. Um, So yeah, the the kid thing can can be a fun thing. But now that your kids are grown up and uh, you're helping people with, um, you know, more than what people may just view as chiropractic care, you, you do a lot of health and a lot of mindset as well. What, what are the issues that you're seeing most people coming to you with today? So th- they come with a variety of issues. I mean, we do do the standard sort of musculoskeletal stuff, you know, low back pain and, you know, carpal tunnel syndrome and, you know, neck pain and those kinds of things. But also see a lot of people that, you know, they have trouble sleeping, you know, they, um, their energy is low. Um, they have digestive problems, you know, they have all these, all these various things. So we'd like to make sure that we have at least, um, some strategies, uh, to be able to, or at least an analysis so that we can say, Hey, here's the best thing for you, you know, and here's what, here's what you need to do. But the one thing I find, I think that where most people struggle and, um, it doesn't matter what their condition is, is actually, they, they really lack clarity, 
you know, um, on what it is that they really want. Because the person who, let's say, is has insomnia, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they come in uh, to, you know, see you or to see me and they go, I just want to sleep better, you know. And I'm like, that's great. And that's a really good goal to have. Um, but knowing how that lack of in, or that lack of sleep is impacting their life and impacting their day to day and and what it would really do for them to be able to get the sleep and get the rest that they need so that their body would function correctly and how their whole life would be you know different as a result of that. Um, I think those are the pieces. So what I did was I created sort of this really simple four-step framework to teach people, you know, not only how to set a goal, uh, but how to make it very attainable um, and to be able to get a win out of it, even if they didn't get exactly, you know, what they wanted. Um, And we've actually put that into um, when we do a, a, what what you would traditionally call in medical care, a new patient history um, but it could be an interview or whatever, you know, if you're a health coach or something like that on, on what are some questions that you can ask people to get them to, um, really figure out what they're, what they're looking for. So, right. Cause I think a I think lot of people are, are, don't, they don't really look at that. They, and you know, they, they come from a framework where they have a symptom and they're just told to take a pill that covers up that particular symptom. Yep. And so that's the maximum amount of effort that they're used to putting into their health. So, how do you take somebody that's coming from a broken system and help them understand that, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a participant in this whole thing? You know, what, how, how does that even, how, how do you open their eyes to that whole picture? Yeah, you know, and the reality is I, I don't even try to do that. Um, it's, it, it really is, uh, I think when you are sitting down with someone and you're trying to be very curious, like you should be, um, and you're trying to understand deeply what's going on with them, it's really just a conversation is all that it is, you know, um, and you want to know the important stuff, you know, what is it, you know, what, what's bothering you, you know, how long you had it, how often is that happening? You know, what do you think caused it? You know, how bad is it when it's at its worst, you know, mm-hmm. where is it, you know, all those, those are all really, really important, but then it comes down to, okay, so why now you've been suffering th- with this for 16 years, you know, why, you know, why are you trying to address it now? You know, and, and that gets you to like sort of the first question, I think when it comes to setting a goal, which is what are you trying to accomplish? You know, because the more specific that you can make it, um, the better. So I'll use the insomnia part. So if we'll go, okay, well, I'm not sleeping well. I want to sleep well. Well, is it quality of sleep that you're looking for or is it more quantity or is it both? You know, Mm -hmm. and then um, if you can create a measurable system for that person and you might do that on a scale of one to 10, you know, it's like, how's your, you know, if I'd say, Tony, how's your quality of sleep, you know, on a scale of one to 10 right now? And you said three, I'm like, okay, that's where we are right now. Where would you, where do you want it to be on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best. And you would give me a number. Right. And then, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to backfill that down. Cause you're not going to go from a three to a 10. Yeah. You know, that, that doesn't happen. You know, you probably go, you'll probably go three, five, seven, you know, 9.2. And then you'll make, and then you might hit your 10, you know, possibly sort of right around in there. So you have a sort of a measuring stick along the way to know as you check in with someone or they check in with themselves um, in a, in a sort of objectively look at where am I at? 
you know? Um, so that's one. And then you got to have a, uh, cause it, cause the goal may have like a, a, a number, you know what I mean? Like I want to lose 35 pounds or I want to lose 60 pounds, you know? Well, okay. So you gotta have, you gotta have that. So it's measurable, but then you also have to have, okay, well, when are you going to do that by? It's like, well, I want to do that in 30 days. I'm like, great goal. It can be done. Don't get me wrong, but there's consequences to losing 60 pounds in 30 days, you know, and probably not ones that you actually would want to endure uh, quite possibly. So, you know, what's the goal? How can we make it measurable? How much by what time, by when basically? Yeah. Um, and then it comes down to, uh, I like to set three separate um, goals. Um, and I, I use something that I'd gotten from a colleague of mine. It's called an M as in Mary, T as in Tom, O as in outrageous goals. So you have M and that's like the minimum target. You know, right. then you have the T, which is the target. And then you have this outrageous goal. The T is really what you want. It's in the middle. You know, it's like, I want to lose 60 pounds. Okay. So 60 is your T. Okay. What would you be happy with if you, if you got something out of it? Like, well, if I, I lost 45, like that'd be great. Okay, good. So that's minimum. Okay. And then like, what's like, if you shot for the moon, what would be amazing? They're like, well, God, if I lost, you know, 80 pounds, I think I'd be shredded. I'm like, perfect. That's your O. You know, so if you don't get, if you, if you lose 47, at least you still got something, you know, and at least you have like a win under your belt and that will give you the momentum or the um, confidence or the courage to continue towards what you really want, even if it took you longer than you thought it would. So, so I think that's sort of like that first piece is really determining, you know, what do you want, how much by when, make it measurable and then set some set of a variety of targets so that you can, you know, kind of address that mental piece because striving for goals and not hitting them is brutal. Like yeah. it's brutal on you mentally, you know what I mean? So, and it takes, it takes, not everybody can handle it. So I think if you, if you give yourself some leeway with some multiple targets, you actually can do a lot better. Right. And a lot of people have you know, let themselves down or what they would call fail that, you know, trying to fix something, you know, 10, 20, even more than that times. And by the time they show up, they're, they're a little beaten up and maybe they can't handle another type of failure. So how are you helping people, you know, create a good schedule that is actually also realistic? Because, you know, you see people that, well, wow, I, I took that supplement or I ate that food that you said, and every mm -hmm. problem that I've had for the last 30 years didn't disappear. So what happened? What, where did I go wrong? You know, how do you help them make a, a realistic schedule? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think that um, it comes down to, uh, I, I think, two principles that we talk about a lot, which is healing. It takes time and it takes repetition. Um, and it always takes time and it always takes repetition. Um, you mentioned this earlier, which I'm glad you did about, you know, we sort of have this symptom and then we, the traditional model is we go to the doctor, they do something, the symptom disappears. So now we're okay. Um, which isn't true, uh, yeah. by the way, in most cases, um, it just means that we did something that suppressed the symptom to the point where we didn't feel it anymore. And we just felt like, well, it got handled, you know? So um, I think setting realistic timeframes, and I think that's where uh, someone going to 
uh, a person with experience because I know you have tons of experience um, with the because you, you've done a lot of things over a lot of years and help people with a variety of different um, different things. Um, you start to learn like the you start to learn these time frames and you start to learn these um, things that uh, are complicating factors. Like for example, you know, you take somebody, we just, you know, we just had the Super Bowl. You take somebody who's like Tom Brady, who takes like super duper care of himself. You know, he's in great physical condition. You know, it's like guy never gets hurt. Um, and let's say he starts having trouble with like acid reflux, you know. Um, but then you take grandma, you know, who's never taken care of herself. She smokes two packs of cigarettes a day and a fifth of whiskey a day and she's 89. Um, you know, age and lifestyle factors and history are going to play a big role and she's probably going to take longer. Now it may not take longer, but it probably is, but at least it gives you sort of like these goal posts, you know, um, or like, okay, Tom, he's probably going to whip that, whip something like that maybe in like four weeks, maybe, or maybe it might take him 12, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, but grandma, uh, you know, it might take her 12 months to do it. Um, you know, type of a thing. So I, I think setting realistic expectations for people um, because the the medical model has set us up to go, well, we want it now. Like I just, yeah, just make it go away right now. And I just do that. I'm, and, and when the pain goes away or the symptom goes away, I'm good to go. And it's just not true. That's not healing. That's just um, symptom um, management. Right. Exactly. Um, so you're trying to help people have a realistic uh, viewpoint of the effort that's going to have to go into it and the time that it's going to take. Yeah, you have right? to. And and what else needs to be addressed or what else do you need to help people understand uh, before they're on the, you know, before they're on their way and they're doing it? Yeah, I, I think the most important question that anybody could ask themselves is why? You know, we, we do that as children. And then when we're adults and we have children like you and I do, and they ask that question, it's like, oh, my God, they ask, they ask that one lot. more time. I know it's <laughs> going to drive me freaking crazy, you know, um, but adults, we we stop doing that, you know, and I think it's I think it's tragic because it's the most important question, period. You know, so it's like, OK, I want to lose 60 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 60 pounds? You know, and you ask yourself that question. It's like, well, because. Like, I, I think I'd be healthier or I think I'd be, you know, I, th I think I'd feel better. Well, okay. Well, if you did feel better, like, what would that do for you? You know? And there's like, well, I think that I would start exercising again. Okay. Well, if you could exercise again, like, what would that ultimately lead to? And they're like, well, I, I feel like, um, you know, I would, um, you know, I'd, I'd drop the weight faster and I could, my wife and I used to love to go dancing. So we go out dancing again. Okay, great. You know, and then and then it's, it starts to niche down. You keep asking why until you kind of hit rock bottom and rock bottom is always where the real answer is. You know what I mean? Right. We live in a very surfacey, you know, type of society where nobody kind of goes deep. But you keep asking that why question, you're going to get to the deep cause, you know, and it may be, listen, I was I was in I was in school and I got picked on because I was heavy. You know, and I know that if I can get myself down and get myself skinny, that'll never happen again. And people won't give, give me the stink eye when I walk in the room or whatever that it is. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, it, you know, everybody's why is going to be different. But, man, if they can answer that question, that is the driving force. That is the motivating thing that will that will get them out of the bed in the morning when they don't want to do it when they don't want to go exercise or don't want to eat that, don't want to avoid the cheeseburger or whatever that it is, mm -hmm. it will, it will give them everything they need um, to be 
uh, strong enough to endure the ups and downs of trying to get well, which oftentimes there are lots of those. Right, right. And there, and there are, and there, uh, there's almost always going to be the ebbs and the flows. And, you know, I have some specific health topics that I want to ask you about that I've heard you talk about before. Yeah, go for but, it. But before I get to that, um, I, I want to dig a little bit more into this, you know, because we're talking a lot about really the mental aspect of, of the health mm-hmm. and the, helping the person, you know, understand that there is a, a mental and even emotional sometimes aspect to what's going on. And yep. when you're working with a client and they hit those roadblocks, um, how are you helping them get past the mental side of that? What's, what, what do you see working well? Yeah. Yeah. So, so first thing is, is that, uh, again, setting the, setting the, uh, the tone of the relationship early and let, just letting them know that they're going to hit a, a roadblock, you know, they're going to hit a plateau, um, and roadblocks and plateaus are actually very normal. You know, um, you know, when you, when you're, when you're in the healing, you know, space, long enough, you, you start to understand that like when people hit sort of this, um, uh, part where they're, they're, they're healing, it, feel, it feels like it just stops or it pauses or almost like a, like a, like a flare up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually the body is, is creating what I call a, a healing crisis where it's going in there and it's doing something really special, you know, at that moment. You know, so I think the most important thing for that person is to just encourage them that they're on the right track, but also recognize that what may have been working up to that point, um, it it doesn't necessarily need to be thrown out. It just may need to be tweaked a little bit because a lot of times if we just turn the dials ever so slightly on something like maybe a dosage of this supplement or, or, you know, uh, increasing doing the frequency of this or decreasing the frequency of doing this or making these small modifications that that's really all they need to do, um, to be able to get where they want to go. And then if you do need to pull a 180, um, just sitting down and having that conversation say, Hey, listen, this has gone really well. Now this is happening. I've seen this before. So, we now need to switch gears and we need to go in this direction, you know, from there. So I think just having a real frank, um, transparent conversation um, and just and just letting them know that what they're experiencing is pretty normal. Yeah, that's a nice aspect of having, you know, when you're actually working with a health professional, because I think, you know, like you said, a lot of people will hit some kind of roadblock and they'll think, oh, well, this isn't working for me anymore. So I'm going to go, I'm going to try that ice cream sandwich diet instead, because this one, mm-hmm. it, it worked for me for a while, but now it stopped. So I'm just going to drop it and do something else. When, when you're working with a professional and it's something that professional has seen, they can help you understand that, look, it's just, it's, we just need to make an adjustment here and just, you know, yeah. uh, correct a little bit instead of throwing it on the garbage and, and starting over again. Yeah, that was a good word. Adjustment. Oh, that was a very I thought good you word. liked the garbage that was, word. Ex- that was an excellent word. Yeah. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, it can pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before and a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. 
To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. So, you know, one thing that I've heard you talk a little bit about, and I'd, I'd love you to kind of discuss a little here is, is why is it so important that uh, you have a healthy blood sugar and, and the troubles that can cause when, then when that's not going right? Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. That's like one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, you know, blood sugar is one of those things where it's uh, blood sugar, what I call dysregulation, um, is I just rampant. Um, and it's so easy for our blood sugars to just get out of control because convenient foods um, that are easily accessible, unfortunately, are the ones that tend to make our blood sugar go insanely crazy. Um, and then when they go really, really high, um, then the body, you know, as you well know, it secretes insulin, which like knocks it down. Um, and if it comes down sharply and, and really fast, it'll go below sort of a normal blood sugar level. Um, and then you're going to get the cravings and all that stuff. And then the stress hormones are going to be released. And then you're, then you're up again, down again, up again, down again. And it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really throws a wrench into most all health problems. Um, and, and, and you know, all the cool kids are doing it. You know I mean? It's all just, the cool kids are totally and, doing it, you know, yeah, and I've just, done it. Right. And it feels awesome on the way up. <laughs> on the way On up. the way down, not so much. Uh, not so much. You know, That's so, when you're yelling at the mailman because you don't like his shorts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet. Because, you know, usually their shorts are terrible anyway. So, right. you know, they, 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 get, they need a whole wardrobe change out there, you know, in the USPS. <laughs> um, but I think the, the important part is, is that, if you can balance it and if you can keep it like level, you know, fairly level, Mm -hmm. um, then what you do is you're setting yourself up to switch the way your body burns fuel for energy, you know? So you're not so dependent upon carbohydrates and there's nothing wrong with that. If you're, if your body just sort of tends to do better on higher carbohydrates, because there are people out there that they can do 300, 400, 500, you know, grams sure. of carbs a day and their, their blood sugar just stays square. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I wish that'd be great. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I tend to be one of those people who, if we keep the carbs lower and I use them as sort of rocket fuel or like a performance enhancing drug, it works great. But mm-hmm. if I just, but if I just willy nilly, you know, eat whatever I want, whenever I want with carbs. Cause I mean, I'd love to live off of ice cream and pizza. That'd be great. And beer. Um, but it just doesn't work too good for me. Um, right. But if we keep it level, um, it forces, it forces the body. Um, my favorite thing it forces the body to do is burn fat for energy. Um, and when you burn fat for energy, it's like having a log on the fire instead of having a twig. Cause the twig is going to run out really quickly. The log is going to burn for a long time, produce a lot of heat, uh, give you a lot of energy, a lot of other health benefits, like, you know, for your brain. Um, and then it just takes so much stress off the system, uh, for your body to just burn, burn stored energy, which is basically what fat is anyway. Um, and you, you stay leaner. It's just overall for your health. It's just so incredible in so many ways. And how will you help people, uh, you know, because they've been eating this way for 20, 30 years. How do you help them get out of that and, and even to understand, you know, either the steps to do it or why, why am I doing this? Why can't I eat that? You know? Yeah, yeah. I think, I, one, it's really hard. Uh, there's, there's no doubt. It's not, it's not an easy thing. Um, I think first and foremost, they have to be willing, you know. You know, I, I think they have to answer like what I call the third question in, um, 
you know, in goal setting, which is how bad do you want it on a scale of one to 10, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be an eight, nine or a 10. Cause if you're not an eight, nine or a 10, you're like a seven or lower. Um, and sometimes even eights, um, they will not do what is necessary. Meaning let's say, let me let, go listen to a, a few of these podcasts that I did. Here's some articles that I wrote, you know, go, go read those kind of get a better understanding about it. And then you and I can have a, you know, we can have a conversation about it, you know, cause I don't know about you. Um, I have a really, I got a really busy practice. So uh, it's like, I don't have a lot of time, you know, for long drawn out conversations with people. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I pump, I pump out a lot of resources. Um, so I can just direct people to that. Um, right. and a lot of times they can just take that and just run with it. Um, but periodically I'll do, I'll do like a, you know, I'll do some sort of workshop or webinar or something, you know, so and, and, and teach all of that, um, from them. But big picture is to make that transition. Uh, I always say, let's start with one thing, you know, like what's one thing that you can change like today, you know, and that might be drinking more water, you know, right. it might be just bumping their protein up a little bit. It might be changing one meal a day. That's it. You know, and, and, and my, my point with that is, is that you do that until you feel like you've got that under control. And then we go to the next step. And once you add the second thing in there, if the wheels start coming off the bus, you drop thing number two and you go back to thing number one and then, and then put thing number two in again, when you feel like you can handle it again, you know, and that's what happens is a lot of people, they try to change so many things so quickly. um, And that may work out for them, but you don't know what worked. You know, you you don't, you have no idea what was helpful. Um, And then, you know, and then when you go back to doing things the way you always did it, then uh, you have no data set to be able to tell you what, uh, what was really um, effective. So, yeah. So slow, slow and methodical implementation. And that's where setting goals comes in, you know, having, having measurable goals, having, having an appropriate timeline and then kind of like in staggering out the steps, you know, that they need to do. Now, if you take a type A person like me, um, like you can give me 10 things. You're just like, listen, I just go do these 10 things. And I'm, I'm like, I'll kill that. I'll crush it. Don't worry about it. My list is going to be laminated by the time I leave your office. I know. I know. I know. I want to have it in my planner, you know, and put it in my calendar, you know, with, with color codes. Uh Uh, But you know, not everybody's can do that, you know? So um, I think, I think just slow and steady is the way to go. Right. And you know, what's great is when, you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, how bad do you want it and you need to be at an eight or nine, you know, a lot of the people when they're at a five or a six and they're not willing to do it, they'll, kind of keep doing what they're doing until that starts to create this uh, degenerative problems and uh, starts to uh, increase the level and can make them, they, they show back up, you know, a couple of years later and all right, well, I'm a nine now. I, I was a six, but this is re- really getting a little bit silly what's going on now. Yeah. Pain, I'm telling you what, pain and health problems are amazing motivators. <laughs> right. They, re- they really are. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't swing my golf clubs anymore. You know, I can't lay down on the floor and play with my kids. Right. I can't enjoy pizza for Pete's sake. I'm Italian. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like my mom's sauce kills me. You know, it's just she, like, it's like, I'm, I'm ready to do something she now. She hasn't talked to me in a month because I won't I know. It's like right. my, you know, it's like, cause it's typical, like, you know, it's in this, I'm not trying to be like sexist, you know, but <laughs> ladies tend to be a little bit more, um, conducive to making changes uh, than guys are. And when it comes to their health, you know, cause the guy will come in and he'll go, 
you know, it's like his legs falling off and he's like, yeah, doc, I think I'm just going to like wait a while. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's okay. You know, the, like the other one has to fall off before like they, right. then they're like, can you put them back on now? I'm like, yeah, uh, no. Well, yeah, I can say, it. I mean, guys are just clueless. They, they're just not paying attention to their body. whatsoever. You know, you ask a woman questions and she knows, but you ask a guy, are you bloating after you eat? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's like, that's what you get. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. they're not, paying attention enough and uh women usually are better at help creating change for themselves because yeah. they're more connected to their body and i don't i don't know why that is but it, i definitely see that as true yep yeah so you know the other thing i wanted to dig in a little bit with you is a little bit about liver function and uh you know why that's important and um the things that can kind of start going wrong when that's not going so well yeah, no, I'm, I, I like that one too. Yeah. So just a little bit of a backstory. Um, so I think it was uh, 10, 12, 13 years ago, I just sort of lose count. And when you're sick, like when you're better, you don't care to remember, you don't, you don't remember the stuff, you know? So I had, I had amalgam illness, which is basically all the silver fillings in the mouth, um, yeah. had high mercury levels in my system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a wreck. I mean, like really bad. Um, like I'd have to lay down in the middle of the day just to kind of rest to be able to like handle my afternoon. Um, and I had blood sugar dysregulation at the same time. I mean, everything was a total mess, you know? Um, but, um, you know, having a strong, healthy liver is a big part of being able to detoxify, um, you know, the body, because the liver, depending on what you read, you know, some sources say it does 500 things a day. Other sources say it does 3000. Any way you slice it, it's a workhorse, you know, and it's, it does so many things and does so much for us. Um, it's massive for digestion. Um, you know, yes, it filters the blood and does all of that. Um, but digestion and detoxification go together um, because the, you know, you've got to, not only can you filter out um, the, the toxins that are there, but then, then you're going to dump them into uh, the, the gut so that they can be excreted. However, um, if you don't have like good bile function, you know, from, from the gallbladder, which is like its little brother, you know, kind of sitting underneath its wing in there, mm-hmm. then you can't absorb those things. And if your diet's off, you know, then you don't have the fiber to absorb those things and excrete it. And then you end up recirculating them around. So, um, so I, I love strengthening the liver, um, And I think that it has to be done sequentially, you know, because you've got um, the way that it detoxifies and gets rid of things is sort of like this phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, And oftentimes these fly by night products that are seven day detox, you know, to drop 10 pounds in a week, you know, those kinds of things, um, they heavily push phase two liver detox, which is nothing wrong with that unless your phase one is weak. If your phase one is weak, and you push hard on phase two, you're going to feel terrible. Um, and you're going to like, this stuff doesn't work, you know, and a lot of those products don't work because they're, right. you know, they're just marketed really good. Um, uh, but, but, you know, if you sequentially go after it and you start, like we talked about when you were on my podcast, you know, it's just like, how do you heal digestion at the, you start at the top, you know, and you work your way down, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, how does it fall apart? Most of the time it falls about from the top down. So if you start with phase one, strengthen that up, strengthen up phase two. Can you say what phase one is? We, we I think we, what, what do you, what do you call that phase one? 
Oh, good boy. You put me on the spot, man. I did. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to think about it. It's like, um, oh, Lord, I'm trying to think of the big word for it. Um, but it's like, um, it's almost like the, like the capture phase, you know, okay. sort of. Like you just right. kind of capture everything. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you go into phase three, phase two, it's sort of like um, reformulate it, everything, and makes it available to kind of be excreted. You know, and that's kind of like the, the, the process to go through. So, yeah. So if you don't, if you don't capture well, then the, you can't hold on to it and you can't, you know, bind it all up and then get it ready to dump it. So yeah, you have, you have to have, you have to have that sequence um, to be able to, to be able to do the detoxification. And again, that's only just, that's only part, you know, of, of the liver function. And the, and the phase three is when it's leaving the body. That's when you're yeah, going bye-bye. Is that, is that right? And a lot of yeah. people, they do these, you know, the seven day detox things and they, you know, they're, they're, you know, supposedly detoxing the liver and getting all this junk out of the liver, but then they don't have a way for the body to get rid of it. So they're just putting in more junks and that's why they really feel lousy. They just, t- you know, put all these toxins in there. They aren't, they now don't have a way to leave. And yeah, I, I hate, I hate when people do that. <laughs> oh, I do too. I mean, just think about just having this, just think about if your, uh, your digestion is slower than it should be, mm-hmm. you know, that means those things are hanging out in there longer than they should. So they're more likely to get reabsorbed, you know, back into it. And if you're, and if you're dehydrated, um, and then your, your bowel will say, wow, well, we got water in here. So I need to, I need to reabsorb that water back up into the body so we can use it. Well, it's not just going to just reabsorb the water, you know, it's going to reabsorb some of the stuff that's in it, in it. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's complicated, uh, for sure. But I think again, um, just, you know, giving people those practical steps that they can do to just start, you know, start the process up, I think is so important. And I think it also comes back to something that we talked about when you were on my podcast, which was bio-individuality. You know, and some people are going to do really well with X, Y, and Z. Um, but if you gave that to the very next person, thinking that you you've now found this panacea of a uh, <laughs> cookie cutter approach, yeah, and oops. they really needed A, B, C, and F, yeah, man, you're going to wreck them. You right. know, so it's just like it, it really, yeah, and and you know, testing, you know, so you know, so important because the liver is is one of those weird organs that. I mean, it could literally be working at 15 or 20% of its capacity, you know, and like no symptoms yeah. whatsoever. That's, right. that's scary. And, and for you, scary. your your toxic overload was from metals. Is that what, is that what yeah. you're saying? Is that, that yeah. was for you? And, you know, there's a wide variety of things, I guess, uh, that could be causing that kind of an issue. Are there some that you see more than others or is the metals a really thing that you're seeing a lot of? I think, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like anything else. It's like, you know, a lot of times you find what you're looking for, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you could and you could find somebody that has a high metal load, uh, but their body has redistributed it appropriately and kind of walled it off. And if you go in there and stir it up, you know, you're going to cause problems, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it could be a viral load. I mean, it could be it could be a lot of things. So, um, you know, I, I think the because I'm, I'm because I'm just a simple kind of guy. I think that if if people will start to, and this kind of goes back to your question from before, it's like, where do you start with people making changes? Um, and that is, don't take anything away from them. You know, um, ha- add things that will create a healthier situation for them. 
Hmm. You know, so most people, you know, like, let's say we take the liver, for example, they're going to do well if they, you know, eat uh, vegetables that have minerals and vitamins in them that support liver function. You know, just like most people, not everybody, but most people, if they just cut their carbs down, um, you know, and modulated their proteins and fats a little bit better, they could keep their blood sugar much more level. So I think just taking simple strategies and just putting them into play actually tend to help out, um, you know, quite a bit for most people instead of going, you can't eat that pizza anymore, uh-huh. you know? Uh, but if you just go, Hey, listen, instead of eating pizza every single night of the week, <laughs> why don't on Wednesday, let's have a salad, you know, uh-huh. or something like that, you know, and then every other night you can have a pizza and the, in the, the healthier decisions that they make over time. And when they start gaining momentum towards their goals, it just, you know, and then those habits start kind of getting ingrained in their system. They, they just naturally make better decisions and they naturally just edge out those things that, um, are creating and causing the problems in the first place. Right. And, and, you know, like you mentioned before, you know, getting somebody to increase their protein a little bit. Well, when they're increasing their protein, they're, they're likely reducing, you know, carbs or these other things that, that they might need to reduce. So yeah, instead of taking it away, you're just mentioning, Hey, why don't you just add this a little bit more? Yep. Yeah. That's really good. It's a much, it's a much easier strategy. You know, it's like, it's like, we know that if a person took their supplements three times a day, um, it's probably going to be better than if they took them all at one time. But I also know that people work all day. So like when I do a supplement routine with somebody, it's just like, take these in the morning before you leave and then take these with dinner when you get home. Um, keep it simple. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, that's not, that's not going to be a hundred percent effective. I'll be like, well, you know, what's better than a hundred percent, or you know, what's better than, uh, well, it's, it's like, if they don't do anything, it's zero. Right. So if it's, if it's 75 or 80% effective doing it that way, it's better than nothing. Right. That's for sure. That's that's for real. Um, Jason, this has been awesome. I, I know we got to wrap this up. Uh, is there any is there one piece of uh, advice that you would like to give people that may be feeling a little bit lost as far as uh, maybe the most thing, the most important thing to consider for themselves or to look at with themselves? Yeah. Uh, regarding their health. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So I'm going to I'm going to recap a couple things real fast. Uh, ask yourself this question. What are you trying to accomplish? What is the specific goal? Make it measurable. How much do you want to achieve by when? Set those targets, minimum target, and minimum target, target, and outrageous goal. Why do you want it? Keep asking the why question until you get to the bottom, okay? And mm-hmm. you have like this burning desire to want to do it. How bad do I want it on a scale of one to 10? That'll tell you if you're committed right now to do it or if you need to spend any time at all going towards that. And then ask yourself a final question, which is, what are you willing to do? You know, that's great. Um, and also what are you willing to not do? Yeah. 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 That's really good. Jason, this is awesome stuff. Where, where can people find you and learn more about what you're doing? Uh, a couple of spots. Um, you know, our Facebook page is probably a good spot. They can reach out and message us through there. It's uh, Dr. Jason Jones health made easy. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I think it's at Dr. Jason Jones. You can, you can send me a DM through there as well. That's a good spot. Um, and then everything else is connected to that. So I think that's where we spend most of our time and kind of punch out most of our, our content is on those two platforms. 
Right. And, and be sure to check out the podcast Health Made Easy. He uh, he recently had this brilliant guy on there. You probably want to hear that for sure. So one of the one of the smartest guys I, I have ever interviewed. <laughs> and um, he he was he 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 tried to be funny. Um, <laughs> Didn't work and, out. And he achieved a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah. But you know what I really like about your podcast is that you have a lot of topics that it's quick. It's like you just here's eight minutes. I'm going to break this down for you. And then a person can just listen and, and move on with their day. They don't have to commit three hours like I ramble oh, man, on sometimes. So yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to start rocking that out some. But uh, dude, I love it. Yeah. Jason, thanks for being here. It's been awesome. Absolutely. See you, Tony. Bye.